Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Wrestle Life Radio. My name is Matt Sin, also known as Wrestle Life Matt, and this is Indie Focus. This is a show where we sit down with someone who is working or has worked in independent wrestling, and we learn more about them. Hashtag support indie wrestling. And today, we're here with Sweden's own Aya Frick. How you doing, Aya? Hello, I'm doing great. Thank you. <laughs> so we've... <laughs> I actually reached out to you quite some time ago, and I'm actually really excited to be able to finally sit down and, and get to learn more about you. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I think so, too. Like, I've been out of it for a couple of months now, like, ever yeah. since the, uh, the big, bad COVID-19 hit. So mm-hmm. I've really been out of it. So this is, like, my first uh, my first uh, appearance, in quotation marks, in a very long time. And I'm really, really excited to get back into it. Well, I, and I say this sincerely, I'm legitimately honored and I appreciate you <laughs> hanging out and chatting with us. Yeah. And, uh, like usually, uh, like usually I hardly ever make any interviews or such. Like I don't even talk to like, uh, my fans after the shows rarely yeah. because, uh, I want to hold on to my gimmicks. So today I'm presenting you with like a half kayfabe uh, interview. <laughs> <laughs> the real eye of Frick right here, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. <laughs> exclusive yeah exactly so now before we actually talk about wrestling i want to learn a little bit more about you so yeah. what do you like to do in your spare time oh my god i'm just constantly working right now like yeah i'm just trying to survive through this horrible horrible crisis that we're going through yeah <laughs> but but uh, roughly i would say like usually i do a lot like I am a social animal. Usually I just go to a lot of parties. I love to go to underground raves and such. But uh, obviously I can't do that uh, right now. So what I've mainly right. been doing ever since... Uh, I uh, I have a degree in uh, graphic design. We specialized to print production. So uh, that's what I've been working on ever since uh, I uh, took my... What's it called? No, you end, I ended my education. I graduated. Yeah. Holy shit. Okay, great. <laughs> uh, you're perfectly fine. Yeah, no, we, we get it. I'm, we're following. Don't you worry. Oh, good, good, good. Yeah. It's, uh, I always have to tell, like, I work with a lot of different clients and uh, mainly to, like, these last couple of months, since it's impossible to find a job here in Sweden, uh, mm-hmm. I've been working freelancing to a lot of, like, American clients. And so yeah. I've been talking a lot of uh, English lately, but I still, I always tell them, like, Keep in mind, English isn't my first language. So if I make any right. weird phrasings or word choices, you know that's why. <laughs> so bear with me. So I've been been blessed to be able to interview some people from overseas, like you mm. and uh, Regina Rosendahl and mm. Monica Pastore, and and English is their second language. And I always tell them that my second language is Japanese and not including numbers, I can only say like a hundred words and I can't carry a conversation. So you guys being able to do (laughs) five more languages, like who speaks like three? And I'm like, that is just, that's crazy to me. Like in America, we don't really learn a second language on a regular basis. Like, so it's just crazy that you guys can speak multiple languages. Well, that's just because we have so much, like, we're surrounded by it constantly. And, like, there is so right. many, like, English words influencing the uh, the Swedish language. So it's, it comes very natural. And, like, uh, my my stepson, he's, uh, he's like, so, he's uh, 12. And he's, like, so good at English. Like, insane. Awesome. Like, he carries yeah. the entire conversation, like, when he's playing Fortnite. And I'm like, I didn't get that good until I was like 16 and I started playing World of Warcraft. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's okay. Boring. So, uh, okay. So, we're going to talk more about this stuff. But, and I know this is a wrestling podcast, but <laughs> yeah. World of Warcraft, I need to know. And this is a very important question. <laughs> wow. Alliance or Horde? Oh, my God. Horde. Jesus. Oh, Horde. That's right. right. Yes. Oh, great. Sorry, I broke, great. I broke the F-bomb already. I'm very sorry. <laughs> You're fine. You're fine. What, uh, what, did you, what did you play? What was your main? Now, um, I mean, I played when I was like 16, and then yeah. I played for a couple of years. I played uh, uh, Troll Warrior, and then I played uh, Blood of Hunter. Yeah. Um, and then I had a break for a couple of years and now like these days I play like every time I get like the flu or something I sit down and I play for a week 
So that's awesome. Well, I'm, that's actually really cool. So we, I can talk to you about World of Warcraft all day. <laughs> this is not a World of Warcraft podcast, so we're not going to do that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I I really loved it. I played it a lot back in the day too. Yeah, so. me too. I didn't really I, I didn't get into it though until I was uh, until Burning Crusade. So I'm not blah. Yeah. But listen to this. Uh, my boyfriend, he's been a professional World of Warcraft player. He's really, been, yeah. He he's been. Oh my god, I'm bragging so much now. Like our first date, he was like, "Did you know that when I was 25, I was paid by some rich guy in India to like um, lead his guild, and I had that as like a full time job for 18 months, and I was like sliding. My, I was sliding off my chair. I was like, holy shit, yes, this is you." I want to. That's absolutely insane. Dude, that's so cool. <laughs> that is so cool. Okay, af- after we're done with the podcast, we might have to talk a couple minutes about World of Warcraft. Yeah. That's really, yeah. that's legitimately interesting to me. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let's, uh, you told me that you were an actress for a while. Do you mind sharing some, some, a uh, little bit about that? Yeah, like that's my background um, because uh, I didn't grow up watching wrestling. Like, yeah. I didn't. And I guess I can blame that. I mean, in Sweden, it's very underground. And like, yeah, right. there, there are these like hardcore fans, but it's very much part of it's very much part of a nerd culture. And I mean, I was into nerd culture when I was uh, younger. Yeah. But uh, I didn't like it didn't even cross my mind. I, I never saw it. I never knew about it. Uh, and, but what I did was growing up that I've always been practicing theater. I went to theater schools, uh, and, uh, in 2010, I started freelancing as an actress. I did mainly like, uh, acting uh, on, on the theater stage, uh, yeah. touring, a lot of comedy, a lot of slapstick. So I've always had like this, uh, like, uh, physical, physical comedy has been with me since the start. And, uh, wow. I also went two years and did uh, method acting, uh, studying uh, the Shabak technique, if that speaks to anyone, uh, Ivana Shabak's technique. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's like the weirdos of acting. So, okay. So I'm very much into that. And um, that was what I was doing. Like I was having these side jobs and I was uh, doing acting gigs as much as I could when I suddenly stumbled over this amazing amazing thing where people dressed up in small tiny tight boxers (laughs) and got oiled up and fought against each other and they went and they had their entrance music and people were shouting it was like a mass psychosis and everyone was loving it and I was like this is this is what I'm supposed to do (laughs) So, so yeah that's that's uh, how I found it. So I was like 25 before I even were aware of pro wrestling. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. That's I know. really crazy. I'm ashamed. No, no, you shouldn't. <laughs> you shouldn't be at all. Oh, I've actually, believe it or not, uh, of all the episodes I've done, and I think you're number 13 or 14, mm-hmm. of all of them that I've done, I'd say almost half of them didn't watch wrestling as children. Really? So, especially the girls, because really? back in the day when... I was growing up, it was very male predominant, you know, it's yeah. very predominantly male uh, fans. So it's, it's very interesting to hear the background of everyone. So yeah, that's, that's not surprising to me at all, to be honest with you. That's so nice to hear because that's like a big insecurity of mine and something I feel like has been uh, challenging, like when getting into wrestling that I didn't have like the culture or like right. how how everything works and like psychology. So that's something I guess good and bad, I guess, because I mean, if you do, if you draw a parallel to acting, I mean, some actors that have too much education, they can be kind of stale. It's almost better right. if they're more natural, but oh, yeah. uh, I don't think that's the case with wrestling. <laughs> uh, well, just to give you an example, and she said it on the podcast, so I know I'm not bursting any bubbles or anything. Mm-hmm. So two weeks, two or three weeks ago, I had Vert Vixen on. Yeah. And uh, she got into wrestling a couple years ago after watching Total Divas. So that's oh. not, Yeah, so everyone has their own story. So you're just fine. Mm. I feel very validated and good there you go. <laughs> So before we get into any more wrestling talk, I want to ask you one more question about you. Mm. Um, 
you said you used to be a voice actor and, and because when we were talking before we started recording, you said mm-hmm. you had this really nice microphone. And I'm like, oh, do you do podcasting? You said, <laughs> no, I used to be a voice actor. And I just, that's really cool to me. Do you mind sharing kind of some stuff that you did? Oh my God. It's just very, like, I think I had bigger ambitions with it. I think it started with when I started getting more and more into doing like indie movies and stuff, Swedish indie movies. Uh, yeah. There were often that like that the sound was so crappy like when you were on location recording so you had to do a lot of oh my god i don't know what to call in english but you know when you like you have to re-record your lines right Mm -hmm. uh so that was like how it started and then i started doing a couple of voiceovers like i did a voiceover for my i did done um uh sci-fi movie recently where i had a very dramatic voiceover (laughs) that's awesome (laughs) Yeah, so it's kind of been like these small things, and that's something I would like to get more into it. I have this really yeah. nice microphone, so but that's awesome. <laughs> but I don't know if it's gonna happen again. Yeah. Like uh, right now, everything is just on lockdown, really. Yeah, yeah. How is uh, how's everything going in Sweden, by the way? Um, oh, this is such a hard question. Like, yeah, it's Sweden, like. Personally, I feel like it's been so hard. It's been so hard. No, I've been very blessed. No one I know has been sick. Well, not very sick, at least. I yeah. haven't been sick. My family haven't been sick. But this kind of thing where... And that was... Um, I mean, like, I talked to my colleagues, like, in Finland, like Regina. And yeah. they're like... Their government, they took it so much more seriously. Well, Sweden took it seriously, but they were so much more radical with like their shutdowns and lockdowns. And yeah. so now, like their cases, they're just disappearing slowly so they can start opening up. Meanwhile, we in Sweden, we did this kind of half, half thingy where yeah. we tried to save our economy at the same time as we were like, so every, they were telling people, don't travel, please work from home, please don't go out, but we're not going to stop you. And that's been like really, really annoying. I feel like that has damaged like the world's view of Sweden. Right. Honestly. Right. <laughs> so, but things are pretty, like things are pretty normal. Like okay. I, I know our, uh, I know our hospitals are like working overdrive, but generally right. like when you go out, yeah, there is more people with masks and stuff, but generally it's very normal. Uh, I avoid, since uh, my uh, boyfriend is a high risk group, I avoid going to like big crowded places, but yeah. more than that, not very much. I gotcha. That's really interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Well, hopefully things will get better there, just like in the rest of the world. You know, we're mm-hmm. praying that, Things pass by quickly. I did not expect it to last this long, and I, I hate to admit that I was very, very wrong. Um, so <laughs> yeah. I, who knows how long this thing's going to last? So all we can do is hope and say a prayer that we get through it, right? Yeah. Wasn't Spanish flu like two and a half years? It was a long time, yes. <laughs> I don't want <laughs> to be that person, but... <laughs> no, we do not want to go there. Let's talk, let's talk about something more fun. Yeah, let's, get in, yeah. let's get into wrestling now. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> So you said that you discovered wrestling. My first question is, did you watch a lot of wrestling going up? But you've, you've answered that. Mm. So you said you discovered wrestling. How, how did you get into that? Like, did you, did you have a friend that wrestled that you uh, introduced it to you? Or, or how, how did it work out? Um, yeah, kind of. Like, I had, what actually happened was, like, for, first I saw my first wrestling show in Gothenburg. It was at uh, Gibigi Wrestling, which is my, like, home promotion. And okay. uh, they have quite big shows, like 500 people in the audience, and uh, very, very, uh, very, very appreciated and uh, loved wrestlers there. But, um, so I think I saw, I saw one of those shows with my friend, yeah. uh, my dear friend uh, Sixth. Uh, who's also she's my tag team partner now okay. uh, and that was before she started wrestling so we were there oh, wow. talking, and I was that was the experience I was uh, telling you about before that I was watching these oiled up men and I was like holy yeah. this is amazing <laughs> what is this but right after that it didn't, because I've never like since I was an I was an art kid an actor and I am um, I don't know. I'd never been into like physical activity ever. <laughs> like <laughs> I'd never 
never never it, it didn't even occur to me that i would be able to do that i was like looking at there they had this manager character there i was looking at that person I'm like hmm, maybe i can do that that would be so yeah. fun uh, but then I did this play and there was one of the like old school wrestling personalities in Gothenburg. He was there watching and he came up to me afterwards and he said, oh my God, you have such an aggressive aura. You yeah. need to try wrestling like, <laughs> like right now. So I was like, yeah, oh yeah, maybe, maybe I will. And then I signed up for a tryout. I went to the tryout. I was like destroyed. It was the worst four hours of my life. Mm. Uh, and I thought I'm never going to make this. But then afterwards, uh, we were supposed to cut the promo and I went up in the ring and I cut the first Aya promo ever. And uh, they were like, yeah, yeah, okay, you're in. <laughs> Great. Mainly because uh, they need girls. Like, holy shit. Right. They need girls. Yeah. I think I would yeah. have to be pretty bad for them to turn me away. <laughs> I'm sure it wasn't desperation, though. I'm sure you did a great job. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> um, so, like, uh, since you don't wa didn't watch a lot of wrestling growing up, do you watch or have you watched any of the, the current promotions like WWE, AEW, New Japan? Have mm. you gotten into any of that since you started wrestling? Yeah, like it goes in in, uh, in periods. Like uh, I, since I am myself, identify so much with indie wrestling. Like uh, yeah. I haven't watched that much WWE or NXT, uh, but uh, I like Impact Wrestling quite a lot. Yeah, and uh, I watch it in uh, like in different time periods. Uh, Lucha right. Underground, I like a lot. And uh, But recently, sadly, I would have to say no. It's been kind of part of my departure from wrestling now and it's been feeling so sucky not being able to wrestle yourself. Right. I'm like, I, I don't even want to watch it myself. No, I totally get that. It makes yeah. me so sad. Yeah. Well, hopefully things are going to come back pretty soon. Do you do you have uh, a set date to return? you guys have anything coming up soon? No. Sadly, no. sadly, like uh, our last scheduled show that was canceled was supposed to be in May. And yeah. like all the promotions, they're constantly like, oh, when, when can we put up? When can we do it? When can we like uh, put up the next show? Uh, but like since Sweden, it's going so much more, it's going so much slower for us because people yeah. are much more reckless. Yeah. I don't think they're gonna, they're not gonna uh, let us do a show in like, I don't know, for the rest of the year. I hope it will be before no. the end of the year. Uh, and since, like, I mean, Finland, they're starting to opening up. But, like, even though they can start having shows again, they're not going to let us go there. Yeah, because exactly, we're, from, yeah. we're from Sweden. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, so yeah. I don't know. But I hope next year. I hope so, too. Yeah. We'll cross our fingers and say a prayer for you because we want that to happen. Thanks. <laughs> so let's uh, let's talk. So you you watched you watched Impact, which I was a big fan of. The original Impact, which was total nonstop action, uh, back when I was younger. Mm. Do you have any any specific wrestlers that you see on these shows that you're a big fan of? Uh, Tessa Blanchard, obviously. Yeah, uh, she's great. Liked her very very much. Uh, and I don't know where Scarlett Scarlet Bordo anything on Impact too. Um, yes, yeah, she was her and her and her husband. I think Killer Cross is her husband. Yeah, uh, they were both on Impact for a while. NXT now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was probably yeah. That's like those people. I really. I've always been mainly like influenced by those like more indie. Like I like Priscilla Kelly quite a lot. I think she fits yeah. my character type quite yeah. well. Uh, and other than that, like technically, because I'm not a very technical wrestler, I mainly focus on like crowd work. Uh, but yeah. if I would have some um, inspiration, like technical, I look at Bea Priestley. Uh, because she's so we, good. He's so good. And we have like kind of similar, always when I look for like inspiration and new stuff to do, uh, there was actually one of my friends who tipped me about this because I have the problem of being very tall and lanky. Uh, so yep. a lot of things I do doesn't look as impactful as when like shorter girls do it. So I always try right. to look for female wrestlers who have kind of similar body types to me. Like yeah. if they can do it and make it look cool, then I can probably try and mimic it as well. Yeah, that's actually really smart. Yeah. Now, how tall are you? <laughs> 180. 
So uh, oh, oh, sorry. I don't know. Five. What is that? Five. <laughs> sorry. Oh my god. Five. Five. Is it five eleven? I'm gonna Google it right now. Five eleven, maybe. Five ten. Yeah, five almost five eleven. Seventy point eight inches. Wow. Yeah. So you, you're as tall as I am. That's actually that's really <laughs> tall, specifically for a girl. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like funny. I remember because. Um, uh my main antagonist here in sweden betty rose she is also almost as tall as me and uh like i remember jenna muscles she's like so buff this big beautiful blonde like the bionic blonde and she she came to our show and we were gonna have uh, a two um, tag team match and she was like she was looking at me and betty and she was like what the f***? You're taller than me. Like you're, <laughs> you're supposed to be like that. <laughs> like, like we're the same size, and I'm supposed to be the big, the huge, huge girl. And we're like, yeah, that's that's the Swedish. That's the Swedish wheat for you. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm. <laughs> so you you discovered professional wrestling, and mm. you said that you just knew that you wanted to be a wrestler. So like, what? What lit that spark? What's like, yes, I know that this is what I want to do. Mm, like, I think when I was acting, I was always so interested in this, like, like, yeah, I know what it is because I've been attracted to method acting as well. I love, 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 like the element of disbelief that is in wrestling. Like, yeah. is it real? Is it fake? Was that real? Right. Like, I love that so much. And that was what I was always chasing in acting. I was always chasing that I would, like, go so deep into a character that people would be like, we don't know if it's real or not. Right. And I think that was what attracted me so much to wrestling. And, like, the whole, that it was such a, like, a big, big show. And it was, like, that, like, it's just so, it's such an, burst of energy like adrenaline just going yeah. out there and meeting the audience and like in acting you always struggle to hit this kind of spot where you're just in there in the scene being present like it's so hard to reach that point in wrestling it's like so easy because you're there you have to be there in the moment or someone is going to kick you in the head like right it's amazing it's such a thrill and i love it so much i miss it so much <laughs> so you mentioned that uh you went to training and then you did your promo and they accepted you where <laughs> did you train actually i trained at uh gbg wrestling um okay. gbg wrestling uh so i've had two main coaches uh called steinbolt and uh, nico valentine who is a uh, finnish uh really like they are the best wrestlers in sweden yeah uh, and so I've been very, very lucky to have them as my uh, trainers. Uh, and we trained like maybe once or twice a week for a couple of years. Yeah. And uh, but then I've all, I've also had like some. Um, I've done gone to like seminars and stuff. Uh, so I've, I've had looking sharp. Chris Silvio, who's actually the boyfriend of uh, Jenna Muscles, who I unfortunately oh, wow. forgot the name of, and uh, Screwface Ahmed, uh, Zach Gibson, who's in um, NXT now, and uh, Kay Juttler I've had as well. Wow, that's really cool. So, yeah, there's been a couple of differences, but, uh, yeah, like, it's very strange to, like, uh, train wrestling in a small country, and it's yeah. not a small country, but like a small scene. Like we don't have any right. competition, so it's very hard to like uh, stride to become better. If you get what I mean, right. like of course you want to become better, but it's like every time I've met, I've had an opponent, opponent from another country, it's like it always evolves me so much because right. there's so many new like influences. I gotcha. Yeah. That's actually really cool, and that's a cool way to think of it. I haven't thought of that before, but it's it's really interesting. I was speaking to Jordan Cruz on one of our episodes, and mm -hmm. he was talking about wrestling all over the U.S. and how different parts of the U.S. Mm. Uh, have a different wrestling style preference. Yeah. So I could imagine going to a completely different country could be a, a drastic difference. Yeah, and like um, Sweden 
it's a bit special because like a big majority of our audience are not wrestling fans. Like they yeah. don't they don't have a relationship with wrestling. Uh, they are people who are looking for some kind of uh, quotation mark underground entertainment or something else. They want to yeah. go to a show and they love it. Like usually everyone who goes to our shows really really loves it, but they don't have a relationship to wrestling. And how that impacts us is that. Uh, they don't have like they don't know any moves. They don't know any reference, cultural reference or anything. So it's very important that we have big, big characters that they can relate to, uh, and that's kind of what I've built my career around. Like being yeah. the bad girl your mom warned you about. Like that's right. That's such a silly thing to say, but it's like it's painting a picture, and like that's that's all like that's all what i always focus on like trying yeah. to relate to the audience and make them love hate me as much as possible spoken like a true actress slash wrestler 100 <laughs> <100%. laughs> percent. so before you actually when when you're backstage you're in the locker room hmm. before you're going out into your match do you have any rituals that you do like something you do before every single match yeah but it's not safe for work so i'm <laughs> I'm not gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna tell you something else. Uh, okay. Yeah, I always. Um, I always try to eat, so I'm okay. well nourished. Uh, I always try to fix like my makeup and my hair and all mm -hmm. these gadgets I'm supposed to be wearing. Like, right. so they're all in place because if they're in place an hour before, then I can feel calm about that and then I can concentrate on everything else. Okay. Uh, and uh, yeah, usually I do like I do squats and uh, push-ups and stuff like that to try to pump myself up a bit. I'll listen I to some badass music to pump me up. And uh, then usually I do some silly thing that we always did in acting school. I create this kind of energy ball. <laughs> I create an energy what? ball. Yeah, I visualize an energy ball and then I blast that ball into my uh, the people I'm going to be in the match with to give them like, uh, energy. Like Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. That's really cool. Oh my gosh. Yeah. When I when I was talking to Regina, she was telling me that, you know, the the hardest part of her working was the fact that she took her hours to just get her hair and makeup ready. Yeah. And I said, that that's really unfair. The guys in the locker room, like they got dressed in 10 minutes and they're ready to go. And I'm like, man, I couldn't imagine, yeah. you know, having to prepare as a lady. It probably takes a, a really long time. It really like, it kind of pisses me off because I feel <laughs> like, yeah, I feel like there's always this, especially if you're in like intergender matchers matches, they're yeah. always like, Oh, we have to book. We have to book uh, everything, and uh, we have to go through. Yeah, I want to do that, uh, <laughs> but I, I have to. And it sounds silly when I'm saying like, "All right, can can we plan that so I can fix my hair and exactly. uh, glue my f oh sorry my stockings to my body so they don't come off in the <laughs> in the mat? Right. Like, there's always these things. So yeah, that kind of pisses me off, and it's a it's definitely an extra element of stress. Uh -huh. uh, so to me that's very important that, yeah. that I want to have all that down so I can just focus on like the technical aspect of it yeah I think what a lot of people don't understand especially people that have never uh, spoken to wrestlers or have been in the locker room is the fact that preparing that character and being that character when you come out is as important really mm -hmm. as actually working in the ring because that presentation is half of wrestling yeah yeah, like to me, it's so important. I mean, I, sometimes I've done these kind of mambo jumbo, super weird method acting warm ups as well. Uh, but I don't want to do that too much because you still have to be very focused on like your own and your opponent's safety. And then I don't want to go in some kind of Joker, uh, right. Jared Leto crazy mode. <laughs> right. So it has to be like in moderation. Uh, yeah. But if you find the sweet spot, then that's perfect. Yeah. That's great. So your very first match in front of a crowd. Mm -hmm. I want you to tell me how you felt before it started and how the match went. All right. I have I have one first match that I'm not that I'm gonna let disappear into oblivion okay. forever. Okay. 
because that was before my time. That was like, I think it was one year before I had my real debut. I did a kid's show. Uh, and I remember I was tagging with uh, my trainer, uh, Nico Valentine. And uh -huh. that was, I remember I had the flu. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> it was so bad. After that, he looked at me and he said, you're not ready. <laughs> Luckily, that was why they, they always do that in uh, GBG wrestling. Like, they try out people at the kids' shows. Uh, yeah. So then I went back into training. Uh, I worked my ass off. Um, and uh, then I returned and had, like, my real debut, which I count as the Gothenburg Rumble we had in 2017. Okay. And uh, it was a 30-people match. It was a lot of fun. Uh, and that was like the first time that I really introduced myself to the adult audience. And uh, is that a, is that weird? Adult audience? That sounded really, no. really weird when I said it. But you get what <laughs> I mean, right? We were just talking about a kid's show. So I think... We yeah, yeah. I was like the adult audience. I was introducing <laughs> myself. No, but uh, yeah, that was the first time they saw me. And um, yeah, from there, I just kept on, kept on wrestling happily. Oh, good. So let's move on to your favorite match you've ever had. Yeah. Oh my God. It's so sad. That was actually the last match I had really? before the lockdown. Okay. It was so much fun. Uh, it was, I mean, I had a lot of great, I had one intergender match against the uh, British wrestler, Liu King Sharp, which was so like, I learned so much from him. He's an amazing crowd uh, worker and, but like my favorite match ever, uh, it has to be a tag team match I had with the other three female wrestlers in Sweden. Right. <laughs> and it was a no disqualification match. Um, so we were allowed to use uh, gadgets and uh, different uh, weapons and wow. stuff. And that's kind of rare. Like we had one hardcore match before ever in Sweden with female wrestlers. And that was uh, Betty Rose against Sixth uh, a couple of months before that. And then this next step was this no disqualification match where we just got the opportunity to beat the living crap out of each other. Yeah. And it was so much fun because, I mean, as I said, I'm not a very technical wrestler. I'm very basic. And just to be able to, like, flourish in my own character work and just rely on being the biggest C-U-N-T I can possibly be, that was an amazing experience. Amazing. And just being able to, like, hit your friends in the face, that's also awesome. <laughs> Well, that that sounds like a fun Friday night for me. Yeah, it was. It was <laughs> so, great. <laughs> so let's talk about you. You've been wrestling for around three years now. Yeah. And I know you have. I know about your character now. Has your character changed over the years, or have you always kind of been, you know, who you are now? And tell me a little bit about your current character. So my character, it's uh, Aya Frick. And uh, as I said before, like the line uh, the announcer says when I enter the ring in Sweden is uh, she's the bad girl your mom warned you about. And <laughs> it's very funny, like, because it sounds very, it's a little bit different in Swedish. Uh, it's kind of like an old saying. And yeah. it sounds a bit silly and childlike. And, but it's like, it's painting this picture immediately. Right where everyone just understands, ah, I know that girl. Like, yeah, that's, that, that, that's the girl who stole my boyfriend in high school, or that's <laughs> the girl who forced me to eat sand when I was five. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone gets a relationship to her. But when I'm uh, um, outside of Sweden, I use uh, the term the sadistic succubus. It's also kind of... Okay. Uh, what's it called? Yeah, it explains my character as well. Yeah. Um, and... She's, uh, I guess she's she's like a spoof of like you know the good girl. She's like my evil yeah. twin, like my evil alter ego. Uh, okay. And uh, she's very like what I always try to do with her is like this always this kind of over sexualized thing, but it's not. It's supposed to be like a stereotype, and you're supposed to have like like that sparkle in your eye. 
as you do it. Yeah. And I try hard. I want her to be very obnoxious. Like I had, um, I had promoters tell me like before they knew my character very well. Can you please talk a little bit sexier in your promo? Uh, don't talk like don't bark. Don't just bark. And I feel yeah. like then they have misunderstood everything. Then they don't get it. Like I'm supposed to annoy people. Right. <laughs> that's that's the goal. Um, oh my and, gosh. Uh, yeah, I don't remember what was the question. So have, has your character actually changed over the years? Did have you done anything else before your current gimmick? No, actually, that's what I think is kind of cool. And I think it has to do with like when I was uh, acting, I was always like typecasted into the this this kind of role. Like I was yeah. always playing an antagonist. Uh, I was always playing a psycho bitch. And <laughs> like, so I remember my my first promo that I did at that tryout. I remember that as being very like Aya, like very true to that character yeah. and that's a kind of unique experience uh, of course i i have i haven't had any other wrestling careers so i can't uh compare it to that but uh, like if i compare it to like uh, acting jobs and stuff like this it's a kind of unique unique experience that i really feel that uh, that first promo i could probably do that today as well really and it would be would fit as good the only thing that has changed is that i as um world have expanded like i have much more ground to stand on now i have much more lore yeah. <laughs> so to speak um and yeah and I, I think that comes from her really being like an evil outer yeah. ego of mine like it's it's me it's me if i can like tell the world to f off and right? just live out i usually say that she is mine and everyone else favorite fantasy to visit yeah. <laughs> because like it's so liberating to be her that's really cool <laughs> yeah so have you ever worked as a baby face then never. never never oh my gosh do you have any desire to do that no <laughs> <laughs> Like, my whole thing is built on being a heel. I have yeah. been a tweener, though. Uh, yeah. Like, and I mean, let's be fair. I am sort of a tweener. Um, right. Like, not, not in, like, the psychology of a match or anything, but, like, <laughs> I know the audience loves me. Like, right? I, I am their favorite person to hate. Yeah. And... Like so, but I I've been doing sideshows and I've been doing heel matches uh, where my opponents have also been heels, and uh, then okay. I always turn out to be the tweener. That's interesting. Yeah, huh. that's cool. So that's really I don't I don't think I've spoken to anyone yet. It's like I haven't been a babyface and I don't want to be. Like it's really cool, and it it kind of I assume it probably speaks to your your wrestling personality. Mm. That's great. <laughs> yeah I'm so, what, <laughs> so what is your what's your finisher i want to know mm, it's a stunner really super simple a stunner uh sometimes i do a choke slam if i'm meeting a much smaller opponents than myself yeah. since i don't look super strong there was at one point when i looked like Lara Croft, I was super buff, then I could do show oh, wow. all the time. Uh, not the case anymore. Uh, so now when I'm back to being a skinny bitch, I do stunners. Okay. Uh, and I love it. Like, I love it. simple, snappy. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love stunners and, and diamond cutters and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. my, those are my favorite moves. I yeah. really like them. Yeah. Okay, so I know you haven't been a wrestling fan a long, long time. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to ask you this question anyway. Yeah. If you could wrestle anybody from any point in wrestling history, who would it be and why? Oh, this is going to be such a cheesy answer. But okay. when I when I started when I got into wrestling and I started like looking up when I was like, oh my god, this whole world looks up. I've missed everything, and I went to and I started googling like female wrestlers. I mean, China was there. Oh yeah, <laughs> and I mean I know she almost she did mostly intergender stuff, but yeah. like that would be so cool, like that would be amazing, an amazing experience. Uh, so that's yeah, 
probably yeah, I don't think that's cheesy at all. China's absolutely terrific. And uh yeah, she she was she literally paved the way yeah. for a lot of women's wrestlers and she did a lot for intergender wrestling too because it's still not taken seriously in, no. in major in major promotions. But uh everyone always kinda took China seriously. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I'm a big fan of intergender wrestling. Like, even yep. though I know that it has to be built up around a story that I'm, I, I have to win on not like on physical strength, but on being right. smart. Uh, otherwise, I feel like it's just not believable enough. Right. But I really love intergender wrestling. Uh, yeah, let's talk a little bit more about that because most of the women that I've interviewed, all of them, I think, actually have had some sort of intergender wrestling experience and they've really seemed to enjoy it. So tell me a little bit about it. Like, do you, and I know obviously you love working with women, but you mentioned that there are only such a small amount of, of women to work with in Sweden. Yeah. Like what does intergender wrestling really mean to you? Like, is it, is it really important? Do you see it as the future of wrestling or, or what? Um, yeah, I think I think it's important to like I think it's great now when like in uh, Impact Wrestling when Tessa Blanchard got that big uh big big match and yeah uh that was that was very like that really affected me. I felt like holy shit, this is believable. Like right. I I believe this. And uh so yeah, I I would like uh, promotioners to take like intergender wrestling more seriously, but I would definitely like them to build it. Like for myself, for example, since I'm not a very like physical, like I'm not a physically strong wrestler. Uh, yeah. I don't want them to put me in a situation where I have to pretend that I'm winning on strength. Like it's much better if they then put me in a situation where I win on being smart or being calculated. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I definitely think intergender wrestling is important because otherwise, at least in Sweden, we wouldn't survive because there is right. four of us. <laughs> like we already met each other in every constellation possible. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. It's really cool. Oh. Is it, before we actually close, do you have any cool stories that you'd like to share that are wrestling related? Oh my God. I, that's always a hard question yeah like there is so much i have this one story but the thing is i've told this a couple of times now and okay. i always feel like it doesn't have a night i love the story but it doesn't have like a nice punchline or it doesn't end on a positive note it's kind of sad but but it's like kind of important to tell it anyway um okay. and that was um we were traveling to this uh, Swedish uh, rock festival in the okay. south of Sweden. And uh, uh, we got there and uh, it was me. I was the only girl. And then we were maybe five other guys from uh, the Swedish uh, wrestling roster. And we, we got there at maybe 10 p.m. And they told us, okay. oh, you're on at uh, 1 a.m. And we were like, oh, okay. Yeah. What? That's... That's like we thought we were gonna go up like immediately. So that was really yeah. late, and everyone was so drunk. Like they were so drunk and rowdy, and we put up we put up the the ring, and I was like, I know my character. I know what yeah. my character looks like. I'm a bit scared of doing my walking into this crowd, like because they're like they're like so lively. Uh, so I was a bit I, I hardly ever get nervous about that because I always feel very like safe uh, yeah. but I was a bit nervous at that point uh, so it uh, hits 1am and uh, we're really excited the crowd is super excited they're banging on the ring there's no room between the audience and the ring yeah. <laughs> and uh, I enter and we go in, me and uh, the other heel, and uh, we jump out into the audience as the faces make their entrance. And, uh, oh my God, I jump out into the audience, and immediately there is this guy. He just grabs onto my butt cheeks. Oh, no! And he whispers in my ear. Oh, I'm sorry, you can cut this away for your... <laughs> no, you're <laughs> fine. But, and he like, tells me, Oh my god, you're dressed so slutty. And like oh, I was, no. he was so like 
threatening and I, I was like shitting myself and I was like looking at the guys and I was like hello <laughs> is, there, is there someone who can come here and save me but um yeah I guess really I was really stricken back by that by that and I guess I was just kind of fending him off and like talking to him in my character and telling him what a uh effed up person he was yeah and uh, <laughs> I got into the ring and I was like oh my god this this can't get any worse no! Um, oh my gosh, that's spo- crazy. Spoiler alert, it got worse. He got what? Uh, spoiler alert, it got worse. It got worse? Yes. <laughs> because <laughs> me and the me and the one of the faces, we have our shine. He has his shine and uh, uh, we tag out and then the big guys get into the ring uh, and <laughs> like the first move, he's going to slam the other guy body slam and uh-huh. he goes straight through the ring like he just goes no. straight through the ring and like the ring starts like bulging so i'm holding on to the pole trying not to fall down and the audience they're just going nuts they're just crazy <laughs> like they start rip i could feel people tugging my leg <laughs> i was like <laughs> it just went madness and uh, but then they just uh, uh, the judge, he just counted them out and like, oh, oh my god, you won, great, thank you, bye everybody, and we, we just ran that out. That is insane, that is insane, your brain <laughs> literally broke in the middle of the match. Yeah. Like, it was no, that's a pretty good punchline there, Aya, that's really good. <laughs> that's really crazy. I, like, no. you, see the, you see it scripted sometimes in WWE, but I've never seen it actually happen at a show, like where it was a legit shoot, yeah, that's crazy. It was a pretty <laughs> ring. That was probably yeah. why, but well, uh, like it. yeah, <laughs> that was that was insane. Yeah, I guess he did have a punchline. I I think it's just the thingy like the whole build up with the guy who like yeah. almost made me shit myself. That's the thing that kind of makes people feel a bit. Uh. But I think well, yeah, like I'm like, where's she going with this now? When she's saying it gets worse, <laughs> but then the worst was really cool. <laughs> yeah, it's just important to remember like that. Female wrestlers, they get treated in this, like, really weird way, like, very, yeah. very often. So it's important to, like, talk about it, that this actually happens, and that, like, that really uh, disturbed me in my performance. Oh, I bet it did. Because I get really, I, you get so mad. Yeah, I think a lot of people don't, I think a lot of people, when they see wrestlers, kind of view them as this character, and you're playing a character that might potentially want something like that. Yeah. As a, you're, you're, not, you're not that character. You are a human being. And you wouldn't go to a movie set and be like, oh, this girl's a dominatrix, so I'm going to treat her this way. No, yeah. she's an actress. So yeah. I think that, especially when someone is as drunk as you are describing this guy, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe he had a difficult time separating those two things. Definitely. And I can definitely feel that being because like when I'm when I've been in Denmark and such uh, visiting, I feel like I always since I have more of an acting background, I have more of a like going into the character process. Like I can feel myself starting to get a bit more bitchier and uh, hateful like and like my friends, they know this, they're aware of this. And it's not like I'm mistreating anyone at the promotion. That's not it. But let's let's just say I get a little bit more catty uh, right. a few hours before. That's my way of like preparing. And uh, yeah, some people they can't just understand that. Like I've been like one of my main. If if I have a feministic propaganda with my character, that is like yeah. lot shaming. Like I am allowed to play this character, and you're. Right you shouldn't be treating me like garbage. Like I'm yeah, like absolutely. I'm a horrible woman. Like that's the whole gag of Aya. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry you had to go through that. And, and the more I talk <laughs> to wrestlers and, and guys to an extent, but a significantly lesser extent, it seems like female wrestlers are the ones that generally have to go through this. Uh, and I, I don't know what to say other than the fact that I'm sorry. And that sucks. Yeah. Well, I mean, I always feel very supported in like the most important thing is that I feel supported in my promotions. Like the people, yeah. Like the people uh, putting up the shows, they always take like my side. If I tell them like, Oh, we have this guy who is being really creepy, like backstage, they murder him like within minutes. (laughs) 
no, but it's always uh, I always feel very secure. It was the same with like that uh, that rock festival uh, yeah. that when I told them what happened, uh, they were like, "Oh, they're not going to get away with this," and we're going to talk to like the uh, the promotion and stuff. So yeah, that, and that's a great thing. I mean, if I didn't have that, then you probably couldn't do it. Yeah, exactly. And it's nice. I mean, it sucks that it happens, but it's very great that you have a support system. So yeah. that's really good. Yeah. Yeah. So I know right now we can't really see you anywhere. Um, no. But I know you mentioned GBG. When when all this stuff opens back up, whenever that is, where are we going to be able to see you perform? Actually, we're kind of bad at, like, the Switch promotion. We're kind of bad at putting up our matches uh, like yeah. online. We're working on it, and we actually had a plan for it, like, right before everything happened. So... Sadly, like the main places you can see me is is the Swedish promotions, yeah. And uh, eventually, I hope in Finland and Denmark. Uh, but uh, right now, uh, not really anywhere. You can find me at uh, my Facebook or my Instagram. You can interact with me. And when I'm uh, when I'm active on Instagram, I I'm very like I love like the whole like integrating with my uh, audience. Like that's one of my favorite things to do. So, uh, okay. but seeing me wrestle right now, you can't really anywhere. But if you follow me there, I will let you know where and when you can see me. That's awesome. And I know your Instagram is Aya Frick. That's A Y A F R I C K. Yep. Uh, is it the same thing on Facebook? Yep. That's okay. It. That's really awesome. Well, I I really hope that you get to have you guys get to start wrestling again soon. When that happens, please let me know, and I will make sure to uh, post about it. And I would love to share it if you guys post it online. I absolutely will. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, sure, definitely will. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you so much for hanging out with us today, Aya. We we really appreciate it. We love learning more about you and and <laughs> and hearing your your absolutely crazy stories where uh, someone <laughs> smashes to the ring. That is just great. <laughs> yeah thank you so much it was so much fun i'm so glad i had a lot of fun too i yeah. really did well ladies and gentlemen my name is matt sin also known as wrestle life matt thank you so much for hanging out with us today and listening to Aya, learning more about her you can find us at wrestle life radio on facebook and instagram and wrestle life pod on twitter and of course you can find me on twitter and instagram at wrestle life matt Make sure to hashtag support indie wrestling that's why we're doing this and we hope you all have an absolutely Wonderful day.